Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assembledancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Clara Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's interview, I speak with the wonderful Brittany Worthington from The Social Britify and we chat all things social media, building your brand and building a personal brand in relation to your dance studio. So there's some really practical tips and strategies on how to grow your business through social media and things that we should be doing and shouldn't be doing pretty much straight away. I loved, loved, loved this chat with Brittany and I'm sure you're going to love it too. Uh, So much so, I'm also so excited to announce that she is a guest speaker at the Sundance Teacher Convention on the Sunshine Coast next year in January 2022, uh, the 15th and 16th, right here on the Sunshine Coast. So if you haven't heard Uh, I have announced my first in-person event. I'm so excited to be hosting it right here on the Sunshine Coast. So if you are interested uh, in joining us, we have teacher tickets and studio owner tickets and studio packages available for everyone. So be sure to head to the socials and you'll be able to see more info about that. Uh, But yes, I'm so excited to have her. And in today's interview, uh, we don't actually talk about the event, but we chat all things social media, like I mentioned, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to listen to her again in January. So without further ado, let's jump straight into today's episode. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Brittany. It's I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So for anyone who doesn't follow you on social media or is not sure who you are, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, Um, I guess, how you got started maybe in the dance industry and how you transitioned into the business that you have now? Yep. So my business name is The Social Brutify um, and that's kind of my online, (laughs) online new persona. If you really want to find out what that name means, you can check that out on my website. I have a bit of a breakdown because it is a funny word that is a made up word. Um, But yeah, I suppose we should start with the dancing because I feel like that's, you know, my main like identity really. Um, So yeah, I've I've been dancing since I was three years old, grew up on the Sunshine Coast um, and trained here my whole life, did the whole, the whole thing, you know, Stedford's exams. Um, Then I ended up doing a year of full-time down in Brisbane Um, and I got my first professional contract with Royal Caribbean, um, when I was 18. So very fresh. Um, and I was like the baby of my class. Um, first time ever going overseas, like literally like I'm shocked I got on the plane. Like my mom always said, like, I don't know how you got on the plane, but I was so driven and excited for performing professionally, getting paid to perform. Like they could have paid me $10 an hour and I would have gone anyway, um, but yeah, I did. And I ended up doing that for about five years, traveling internationally with Royal Caribbean, 
um, doing their newest, latest shows, um, training in Miami with them. Um, and I just, I loved it. I experienced so much. I grew up so much as a person. Um, it really changes you. It's such a challenge. Um, and it's definitely some of the skills I've learned on ships um, and also performing are skills that I've transitioned into my business now. Um, and then the way that happened, obviously, um, COVID-19 was a little bit of a shock to the system for everyone in the performing world. Um, so I was mid-contract, or early in my contract, my fifth contract, and um, we basically got the meeting and got told that we were all being sent home um, pretty much within, as soon as they could get us into port, they were going to get us off the ship and send us home. Luckily, I was just in Sydney, um, so I had a very short flight home, but a lot of performers... Um, friends, personal friends got stuck on ships for months. Um, so luckily I got home in one piece very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I knew someone who was stuck on a ship for like three and a bit months. Like they just, cause they had to, the, the ships were just waiting like to get onto the docks and they just wouldn't, weren't taking them. And then it was this whole thing because like no one wanted them. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, what do they do? So it was, it was insane. It was really like challenging mentally for her as well. Just not knowing when she was going to get off. Yeah. It being on ships is a mental game more than anything. Um, And when something like that happens where no one knows what's going on, like normally for crew members, like, yeah, we're a little bit like in the dark and like, you know, the HR knows what's going on. The captain knows what's going on and our production team on, um, Shoreside knows what's going on, but we just, no one knew anything. No one had any kind of leads on how people could get home. People were trying to pull their money to charter flights home, um, but basically the ships wouldn't be allowed into port. So luckily my ship uh, managed to get in really early. We were literally on our way to New Zealand and they just slammed on the brakes, spun around and got back in to Sydney. But a lot of ships um, were stuck for months and months and months awful so awful so yeah that was a big transition for you you got home you weren't performing anymore and then how did you were you always interested in social media did you have any intentions of starting your own business or was it purely just circumstantial definitely no intentions of starting a business um I had intentions of trying to make money um because I needed to live luckily I was living home with my parents um which wasn't ideal, but, you know, I was super grateful to be living somewhere, not paying rent, unlike many mm. other performers. Um, but they were kind of like, hey, we we own a business. Um, I knew that, of course, but they were like, hey, we need <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, um, they were like, hey, um, would you like to do a few hours a week with our business? They were able to transition their business online during COVID. Um, so they actually grew quite um, exponentially during COVID. Um, so they needed extra help more with admin tasks, transitioning stuff online. And also, of course, all parents just need help with technology. Um, (laughs) they just said, can you know, can you throw some things on Facebook? Can you set us up with an Instagram? You know, I'd never really been home long enough to help them much with their business. So I was learning a lot about it with them because we were all in lockdown. Wasn't much else to do. Um, so just to like, kind of get them the right advice I was YouTubing social media like um, hacks tricks for small businesses um, ideas and I very quickly fell down a rabbit hole into Canva and social media marketing and I pretty much 
I think I found vlogs of social media managers online and I'm a bit of a nosy person and I love vlogs and I was just like wow like this is a real job um and I just really fell fell into it I threw myself into that and I was helping my mum and dad with their business and then my dad started recommending me um not saying I was his daughter but saying I have this great social media manager to all these businesses and I suddenly had all these people emailing me and I was like I don't have a business name. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like learning on the go. And I think for me, I just knew more than the average business owner. And I was able to use that to my advantage and really learn on the job. And it's kind of turned into this whole big thing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And for those people that are listening, I just know um, Brittany as well through my business coach and like obviously being in the same industry and we grew up in the same area. So we probably like being at comps and stuff and not even realized. Um, but it's just so like, I, I know that my business coach obviously like loves you. And I just, I was like, Oh cool. I can recommend Brittany, but she's like booked out. So I'm, (laughs) I'm sure that she'll grow and you've been adding on staff, which is a whole new experience as well. So you're trying to grow. Um, but that is just, yeah, I, I love stories like that where, you know, it's just sort of, like obviously you had to do so much hard work to get to where you are, but like the process in itself of starting and being recommended was like quite organic and like leading from like one point to another. And I also just love when I hear stories about parents who are like trying to help. I just love it. <laughs> I was like um, getting all these random um, phone calls, like, cause my, you know, like what parents like, they give out your phone number. They don't really like, yeah. but at least like, give them my Instagram or something. Cause I think by that time I'd put together something or my website, I'd put together a crappy website and two mm. in the morning. Um, and I'm getting all these phone calls from businesses and, and I'm like, dad, like, did you give out my number? He's like, yeah. And then <laughs> responding to these inquiries, but they don't even know I'm his daughter. And then they would see my last name and be like, Oh, like you're um, Andrew's daughter. And I was like, Oh, like I thought that's what this was, <laughs> but um, it is weird how, organic like and especially with like that demographic that age group they're just like Mm. word of mouth and Mm. of other opinions so when you do a good job you know it works yeah were they local as well because I'm sure well I just know on the coast every it's even though it's grown so much people are so like insular and they love like hiring locals working with locals so I can imagine how (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a lot around like our region, like Sunshine mm. Coast. But I very quickly had clients down in, in Brisbane on the Gold mm. Coast. Yeah. Um, and especially doing what I can do, it's very um, virtual, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, I haven't, still, still to this day, I haven't met in person a large amount of my clients, which is yeah. strange, but so maybe. weird. That's mm-hmm. so cool, though. So, like, obviously, being a dancer yourself um, and you know, being creative, it's like a, you know, I just hate using the word, but it's like a, it's a, and a thing that you're kind of interested yeah. in. It's really awesome. But as well, aside from, um, you know, your dad's business and well, like what other types of businesses have you worked with? I know I, for a fact, I think you worked with dance studios. So basically my dad's business is a franchise. So what happened was he was recommending me to other businesses as well, but also several other franchises. And what quickly happened was I had, I think, like six or seven of the same franchise um, yeah. for my clients, which was awesome because what I could pitch to clients was I know so much about the business. I already do this location and this location. 
I can help you with this. But what I quickly found out is that I don't like posting about the same thing every day, no matter <laughs> how much uh, business it was. And I tried to think a little bit outside the box and I was like, okay, what other businesses do I know about? And I was like, of course, I know way too much about dancing. So, so I literally reached out to my own dance studio um, and a few others at that point and just said, hey, I'm looking to build my portfolio. I know a lot about your studio. And of course my personal studio, like I had a very deep connection with, can I offer you a very basic package to get started to help you with your socials? And my background knowledge in performance mixed with my new skills and knowledge with social media really was a powerful combo. And um, yeah, I think I really benefited from the experience of being able to like work with people closely that I was already familiar with and they benefited from um, not cheap labor, but uh, my <laughs> new skills um, and my new business. And luckily we've all been able to grow together, but it was a really cool um, powerful relationship that I was able to use all of that knowledge um, to their advantage and my advantage, of course. Absolutely. And that's, you know, super exciting. And I think it's really fun when you're growing a business to work with other business owners or industries that you're passionate about as well. But I don't know about you, but I also find it exciting working in new industries because it's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't fully know about this. It's sort of sometimes more of a challenge, which is super exciting. And for those yeah. people who are listening or watching, uh, if you haven't seen Brittany's Instagram, you have to go and follow her. It's the social Britify. Other than the fact it's just like an amazing feed, Brittany shares so many amazing like tips and tricks for dance studios and business owners, not specifically dance studios, but definitely like could be applied. And I would say you're like the reels queen. Like you are just the queen of reels. Those transitions, I'm always just like, oh, how? I tried... <laughs> that's what my favorite bit is about with this business is that I get to have this like personality and this performance side of it which is re the really other cool bit about it mm. um, as much as I love managing people's accounts um, and working with other businesses to improve their socials the bit that I've truly like loved and fallen in love with um, is the entertainment and educational side of it that I can do with my own socials um, and now that I have a little bit more of an audience, I can really take on what they're struggling with and help them with stuff um, instead of just like posting what I think I should post. Yeah. Um, and I do love filming reels, you know, having a little bit of a boogie. It is, it's too much fun. <laughs> it's hard to yeah. I definitely think like, obviously your performance um, skills, like obviously you're not like well, I, I haven't seen any of you like breaking out into like a full on <laughs> professional, but you're like your yeah. timing and all like your, again, your, the entertainment value is so amazing. And I know for a fact, like the other day, I hope my husband can't hear me, but I was trying to get him to film a reel for me. Cause I, um, I cut my head, like all of my hair off and I was trying to get out, line up a reel. And oh, I was trying to explain like, you know, when you do the align feature, how you need to, and I was like, no, so I have to be like the same distance. And I was just, I was laughing so much because each time I went to like preview to see if it was good, I would look like jump forward, like a meter. And I was like, no, it's not right. Replace your husband with a tripod. That's what you need. I know, but I hadn't. So like I'd filmed this video, like 
four weeks earlier. And so oh, yeah. it was like yeah. the most random height and I didn't have anything at home and I was just like, oh, anyway, it was really funny. Um, but getting back to my questions, other than just going on a rant. So, <laughs> you know, with all of those businesses that you work with and like you said, you're like really starting to be really passionate about, um, you know, trends and educating other business owners. What are some social media trends maybe, you know, could be reels or it could be something even more niche than that, that you see are popular at the moment and are getting people results. Well, definitely video content in any and all formats. Of course, reels are the hot new trend and Instagram is still favoring them. Um, The potential reach with reels is just incredible. Um, And the shelf life of a reel um, is like up to two to four weeks. So, um, a regular feed post, you know, might be in the feed for 24 to 48 hours um, before it just will get buried. Um, but, you know, reels can take off again after two weeks. So out of all the video content, it's definitely the, the one format that I would explore the most. But in terms of video content, I think what's trending more than ever is just more off the cuff, raw behind the scenes, real stuff. Um, especially like if you think about dance studios like everyone's a little bit nosy everyone wants to see into the classes everyone wants to see the costumes before the concert everyone wants to see that little bts stuff um and i think that raw kind of behind the scenes behind the curtain um even um footage works um better than that perfectly curated um like super like high production value content um because people really want to see what what they're going to really walk into if they walked into your studio. They want to see the teacher they're actually going to meet, um, you know, the the choreography that their kid would actually be doing, not something fancy and crazy. Because I think, you know, that whole influencer perfection highlight reel thing, we, we don't believe in it anymore. We don't, we don't trust it um, as consumers for sure. So I think being more real, being a little bit more open to showcasing the behind the scenes, um, getting to know the staff, getting to know how like your business runs, like people love that stuff. Like I, I love that stuff. I'd love to know like, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff before I see any of the fancy stuff. Yeah. And I think like I, when I talk with my clients and when we talk about social media, so often I think people think like that they don't have that it factor or they don't have something to kind of entertain people but if I think and you probably as well like if you really think about your own consumer habits some of the stuff I'm watching is absolute garbage and I just love it like it's just you know what I mean like it doesn't have to be really highbrow like you said it could be like the your top five sequin outfits I would watch that in a heartbeat like I love glitter so you want to get something out of it they want to feel like they're they've taken away something whether they've learned something or they got a laugh out of it Mm. or something that they that's really informative that will help them later on like it doesn't have to be like you know 3d green screen like you don't need animations you don't need things flying at the screen just true value um no matter like how you really deliver it is what counts at the moment yeah exactly and i think that that is so powerful and like just try something like you said use stories and then uh, if you get some traction, do some more content on that and then um, encouraging everyone obviously to try out reels because they they 
Yeah, as soon as you start posting reels, you'll just see all of your like insights just skyrocket percentage wise. Um, I can't even imagine what yours looks like, but um, but I guess maybe you're doing it so frequently, like it doesn't doesn't have such a hike anymore. It's a bit more just slower. Steady, but like like I said before, um, they can just peak at random times. So you know, I posted one tonight, but one from a week ago is actually the one that's doing really well at the moment. I think that's what's so interesting about them and so cool. And hopefully once Instagram gives us a little bit more insights on how reels perform, um, we definitely have understand them a little bit more. Like, honestly, we don't really know why they work so well. Uh, we just, we just know they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I guess on the flip side as well, like, is there, I know, obviously when you're working with your clients, they're not making these mistakes, but when you are, um, maybe talking to new clients or you're just sort of on social media do you like have an idea of what you think is sort of the top three mistakes you see business owners or dance studios in general making do you mean in terms of reels or just just social media? could be reels just social media in general um I suppose like the main one and it's usually the reason why a lot of people will come and look for a social media manager is just no planning not being ahead of um, yourself with your content and like panic posting essentially. Um, And it's like, Oh crap, I haven't posted in two weeks. Let me just find a photo from my camera roll. It's a bit blurry. I'll post it. Like the captions, not really any structure. It's got no purpose. Um, And that kind of behavior, it's kind of like a bad diet. You just kind of keep crashing and burning and it doesn't get you anywhere. So the more you don't see any results, the more you just get frustrated and and give up. Um, So that would be the main thing is, is just not planning ahead. I'd I'd like recommend you just, if you're overwhelmed and frustrated, take a week off completely posting, take a week to plan it and get ahead of yourself and then jump back in when you've got a few days ahead of you Um, so that nothing just looks random. There's always a purpose to everything. Um, Second thing, what would that be? I just, I think really understanding what, who your content is for. Um, And if we're talking specifically dance studios, you know, you've got two different customers, essentially. You've got your parents um, that are the ones, you know, with the credit card, um, driving their kids to the studio, selecting the studio generally most of the time. Um, And, you know, you really got to think about what kind of content they want to see. They want to see, you know, what value are you going to be providing? You know, do you have qualified teachers? Do you have safe equipment and studios? Like, are you going to be providing age appropriate choreography and music and costumes? Like, those are really important things to a a parent. And then on the flip side of that are the children. And especially in this social media world where a lot of them are equipped with Instagram and TikTok and all of that, um, they want to feel like they're part of a cool online community. Like their dance school is honestly, without sounding too lame, trending and cool and marketable. Um, And generally I see a lot of studios either focusing in one direction or focusing in the other and not making time for both. And that's a massive mistake because you really want to reaching out to parents and showing them what you can provide but once they're into your community nurturing them and making them feel special like they're truly a part of a a really cool special studio that you know other kids are jealous of um and that's a really marketable thing your children are essentially like the students i should say uh you know your your many influences your ambassadors so you really want to make them feel like they're a part of it yeah amazing i think and that's so often too when i 
um, do work with my clients. We do like, you know, our ideal avatar kind of work. And I often say though, although like we're thinking about the type of students that we want in our classes, a three-year-old's not jumping onto Google and booking in their free trial. So we really need to be making sure that we're targeting their parents and thinking about the life of that student once they're in. And, And yes, you might get a couple of teens that move from another studio because you're posting the the coolest TikTok, but really if they're happy to move, then they're probably happy to move again. And those, the students that you get that are, that are younger maybe, or, you know, their parents have made the choice for them. They're probably more likely to stay. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that that's super, super valuable. And I guess going back to kind of the trends or sort of making the, the correct action versus a mistake. If you were a dance studio owner, what is like one thing that you would do straight away or like change on your social media to get things going, maybe more in a positive direction? One thing. Oh, it's hard to pick one thing. I definitely think. It could just be like you said, planning. Yeah, definitely planning, um, sitting down and like really thinking about your two different customer bases and how you can, um, value both and provide content for both um and as much as um like raw footage from your teachers and your staff and your parents is great um investing in some photography and videography um does go a long way um a strategy that we've come up with one of the studios is um they book in a photographer to come in once a term um and they are actually a parent from the studio that just happens to take great photos and yeah, the reason why they found them was because on viewing day, they were taking photos that were beautiful. So with the photos, not only do we use them for socials, but the parents can also purchase the photos of the students. So it's a double win-win. We get content, the parents get their beloved photos of their students. Um, and just having that real, obviously it's professional photography, but seeing kids in class is again, like what parents want to see. They don't really want to see the, the pretty staged photos like on photo day they want to see what what does the classroom look like what does a lesson look like what does it look like in the waiting rooms what does it you know what does it look like to be a part of the concert so really showcasing every aspect of your studio so that parents can get a really good idea of what it's going to be like because um consumers really want to be like fully armed when they go in to purchase something um they want to know what the teacher looks like they want to know what the studio looks like they want to see the uniform um, so they can really feel like, oh yeah, this is like the right decision for me before they've even called you or, you know, booked a free trial. Absolutely. I would agree. And that's, we, it's funny, we do the same thing at our studio. We have a parent, um, who does our end of year photos and she comes in like once a term and takes photos during class. We don't sell them, but it's great having, um, them to use for all our socials and our marketing and it's just having high quality images that we can draw from I know is just so much more eye-catching than um well to be honest iPhone does take great photos nowadays but like some of them back in the day were a bit well, have you ever tried to like take a photo of like you know like the six and unders like skipping in a circle like no matter how cute they look it always just looks like a hot mess and as cute as it might be for like you and their parents in terms of marketing it doesn't do a whole lot for your image um so definitely that small investment can go a long way um definitely for your Mm. socials but also you know your website um your um enrollment stuff all that sort of stuff's really important 
Yeah. And like, I guess you're talking about planning and investing. So, you know, when you're obviously, when you're working with your clients, um, I'm in some ways you're doing the education side and then in some ways you're creating the content for them. But if Mm -hmm. you were sort of talking with a client more, I guess, on an education basis, like how, how much time do you normally suggest per week for a business owner to be planning and actually being on their socials? Hmm. If you're savvy, you could definitely have it all done within an hour, you know, three three to four posts um, a week, um, you know, with captions, maybe some hashtags as well. And if you use a scheduling program, having it all set, set in there. Um, that being said, that's kind of, you know, having a bank of content ready to go. So mm. what I always recommend is just gather everything together. So all of any professional photography, videography, anything from class. So maybe you could also ask your teachers to be putting stuff into a Dropbox, Um, gather it in one place so that you can just pull out your photos, bang, 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 put them into a planner, jot down some notes for each caption, check your calendar, see if there's anything you need to be talking about. Um, And it can be a quick process, but I'm here to say like, you know, writer's block happens, creativity um, isn't always flowing, um, especially as someone like, you know, a busy uh, studio owner, there's a lot of things on your mind, I'm sure. But if you do have that collective hub of content to pull from, it can always be a lot easier. Some people pull the photo first, then can write the caption. Other people have the, you know, the post ideas first, and they try and find a photo to match. So whatever method you use, just always have that hub of content that you can pull from and also utilizing things like Canva when you don't have as many photos and videos as well. Canva. Canva is <laughs> life. Can- is. Oh, I saw, cause I know the lady who created it is Australian and that company is worth like literally a bajillion dollars and it's just insane. But like she deserves every penny because it's the best thing ever. The first time you like download it, like if you haven't got it yet, just like buy it, like don't buy it. You can use the free version for you a while. Use, yeah, it's great. Free version goes a very long way, but as soon as you get it, like you'll spit, you'll go down like a terrible, oh. like you're on like a bender for like yeah. Canva. Um, <laughs> you'll just make all these random things. You'll make pamphlets, you'll make presentations, <laughs> you'll make flyers, but it's great. Like as long as you've got like so your good. brand kind of organized, it's so yeah. like, drag and drop click select it's like so it's intuitive so- it's yeah, so it's i i use um it now to make my slideshows and everything like powerpoint yep. can literally get in the bin it's just yeah. oh, like so good everything is so beautiful like even if it's oh. not your color it's so easy to adapt things mm. um it's uh, every business owner's best friends like if you haven't so tried good. it yet i highly recommend it's yeah. so so good and it's the paid version is still worth every penny but oh yeah anyway so okay so yes you recommend you think like if you get good at it you could be doing it for like an hour a week but you know some people like you said writer's block maybe they maybe people don't have an hour a week so when is like the right time to look for a social media manager or um a social media content creator like when is the right time to do that definitely always give it a go first and the reason why i say that is So you get a feel for like how your account responds to things, because what a lot of social media managers will ask you is like, you know, what's working for you? What's not working for you? What's something you would like to keep going? You know, maybe there's a certain post you do every week um, that they'd like to, you know, keep going. Um, 
So definitely give it a crack um, and also have a lot of inspiration and ideas kind of in your back pocket um, so that you can give them a sense of like things you like, things you don't like, um, especially that things you don't like. That's very, very important, um, especially being clear on any posts involving, you know, minors, children, um, make sure your social media manager is aware. Um, but most important before you outsource to anyone, not even social media related or marketing related, having a really secure, like overarching marketing strategy that just really outlines like who you are as a business, your vision, your goals, um, who your customer is, um, how your business works, like your service breakdown, your value, like all those sorts of things. And if I receive that as a social media manager, like that, that email, like that document, I'd be like, oh my God, yes, I can create an amazing strategy from here. Um, but without that really baseline, um, I suppose, strategy, it's really hard to execute anything. Um, so having really clear visions and goals um, and a voice and tone for your business is really important so you can communicate that to your social media manager and then they can execute for you. Oh, you just dropped out. No, it was me. I was on mute. That was my fault. I just said, amazing. I just mute myself sometimes so I don't make extra noises. Um, but I know like right at this very minute, you are pretty much fully booked for one-on-one clients. So people could be listening to this, you know, a month from now, six months from now, and you might have availability. So if people are interested in following you, learning about what you do. And I know, like you said, you do the education side as well for people who are wanting to um, maybe learn to do their own. How can they find you? What do you have on offer? What are you excited about in your business at the moment? Well, they can find me on Instagram, of course. It's where I spend most of my time per day. Um, But on my website, there's a bit of a breakdown into my different services. So yes, for social media management, at least for 2021, I'm not bringing on any more new clients. Um, But what I do offer all year round, um, I do have clarity calls and that's basically half an hour to 45 minutes. We generally go over um, of, I just do a very brief audit of your socials. So, you know, if you're not ready to outsource it yet and you're doing okay running it yourself, um, I do a brief overview of what's working for you, what's not. Um, I can give you some tips and tricks. And if there's any particular areas you want to focus on during our chat, we can talk about that. I can help you. Maybe it's your planning you're struggling with. Maybe you need to know how to um, schedule your posts so that you don't have to uh, run away from class halfway through at six o'clock and make your post. Um, whatever it might be, we can discuss it. And hopefully very, very soon I'll have my full um, coaching program um, to help business owners take the reins themselves um, because it is possible because I've learned how to do it. I've taught myself everything there is to know about social media. The knowledge is there and with the right skills, with the right tools, you can do it um, if you want to save yourself that money. Um, and no one knows your business better than you do. No one can write on your behalf better than you can. So there's so much potential for you to learn and there's only a few little tools you need and a few little tricks of the trade and you can do it. So that program will be soon very ready, I hope. (laughs) That is so exciting. So I will, of course, share all your details in the show notes 
And I really encourage, like I said, even if just for now, people want to follow you on socials, you share so much amazing information. So be sure to jump over and follow Brittany on social media at the social Britify. So thank you so much for joining me today, Brittany. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, getting to know about your business and all that you can uh, offer information wise about social media and changes that we can make in our businesses. The pleasure. I'm over on Instagram anytime. DM me and I'm more than welcome to chat about all things dancing, all things studio and all things Instagram. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.